This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. You never get a second chance to make a first impression, which is why now more than ever you need to make it one that will set you apart build trust and reflect who you are. This morning, I'm joined once again by Dr. Natalia Vehovsky, personal branding strategist, where we continue our conversation on why personal branding is more important now than ever, how to craft a powerful personal brand. It goes a lot further than the things you say or do and how to distinguish yourself and earn the trust of those you seek to influence. All of that and more is next here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Whether you know it or not, you have a personal brand. When you Google yourself, what pops up? These results are the first impression people are going to have of you. And is it a good one? Is it the information that you are sharing across LinkedIn, Facebook, other social media sites as well? Whether you have a date or you've got a job interview, chances are someone is going to Google you to learn more about who you are. So the question is, do you allow your online reputation to take on a life of its own? Or do you want to control the narrative? So here to tell us more is the one and only Think Natalia, Dr. Natalia Verhofsky, personal branding strategist, Forbes Coaches Council member and LinkedIn unicorn. Welcome back. Thank you, Sally. Really good to have you back. Now, um, you were on last week and sharing your story of um, creating the career of your dreams, which is becoming, you know, this LinkedIn unicorn, as you say. Um, We talked about what that means. And, you know, there was quite a bit of reaction in terms of people saying, well, I'd never thought about personal branding before. I'd never thought about actually designing my own career path or my own job or Mm. the way that I want to do things. And so, you know, what's great about it is that, you know, you're back to talk about why personal branding is actually right now more important than it has ever been before. Absolutely. I mean, personal branding in the end starts with self-awareness. It starts with a sort of self-inventory where you stop and you reflect and you ask yourself, who am I? What do I want to stand for? What is important to me? What do I want to achieve in life? How do I help other people? Because I do believe that every job on this planet in the end somehow helps other people. You know, if you're a doctor or a dentist, you help people with their teeth. If you're a personal shopper, you help other people look good. If you're a teacher, you teach people. Even if you're a serial killer, you help somebody else overcoming a problem. <laughs> Jokes aside, you know, and a lot of people are not aware of this. Mm. So by stopping and by understanding and getting clear on all of the things that I've just mentioned, you become clear in your communication. And I think human relations only function in a proper way when you are clear in your words. But when you don't understand yourself and when you cannot articulate yourself, chances are really high that other people don't get you as well. And this creates conflicts. 
in our private life, in business. And because of that, you're also missing out on huge opportunities, again, in your private life and in your business life. Because human beings are social beings and together we can create so much more, we can help each other more, we can get so much more stuff done. But in order to do that, we need to understand who we are and then be able in the second step to clearly and ideally, funnily, communicate that with the world. What's interesting is we think, I mean, that's what I thought, you know, personal branding is about you. It's actually nothing to do with you. It's how other people perceive you, which is exactly what communication is all about. And it goes well beyond, you know, just what you say or do, doesn't it? Absolutely. In the end, personal branding is about how can I serve others? And that's the funny thing, because a lot of people believe that personal branding is about me, me, me. Oh, look at me. I'm so amazing. I'm so gorgeous on Instagram. This is wrong. This has nothing to do with personal branding. This is bragging. And this is a person who has some serious self-esteem issues. But because personal branding is misperceived or misunderstood as a concept, people throw these impressions together. So as you said, get clear on who you are, help others, and then beautiful things will happen in your life. Exactly. And it all starts, as uh, we were saying, in understanding how other people perceive you and what people value in you. Yep. So it could be a whole bunch of things. So, you know, how do we kind of go about starting that self-awareness? It's interesting because Forbes apparently uh, did a survey on this and 70% of people knew that they needed to have a great personal brand. Only 15% of those people were correct about what their personal brand was to the outside world. Fascinating. Yeah, I guess the problem is that we run around in everyday life. We bombard our calendar with things and we have elements that we need to tick off our boxes. But we never, or the majority of us, never stops, never slows down, never reflects. And especially now, as it's Ramadan, this would be the perfect time to do exactly that. And why don't you ask a handful of friends or colleagues and, you know, you approach them and say, what do you think am I great at? And you mentioned that it's not about bragging or it's not about fishing for compliments, but you want to make sure that you will be able to help more people, to add more to your business, to your community, to society. But in order to do that, in order to master your gift or your talent or your skill, you first need to become aware of it. And I think... The elements that we are great at, we take them for granted. Like we had that personal conversation about your skills recently. And I said, your talent, your gift is definitely your voice. But you do that every day for so many hours. You will most probably think, ah, yeah, my voice. I do that every day. But the majority of people out there don't have that. So... When you ask a handful of people, they will reflect that back to you. They will open your eyes towards your own magic that you take for granted. And then it's up to you to find ways how to get that even better and better and better and better. And again, share it with the world because everybody has this one special thing. And instead of trying to correct what you're not great at, as we are taught in the majority of schools, focus on be- on mastering your thing. Yeah, I love that so much because it's true. Once you're, you know, in something and doing something every day, you're used to it, 
you don't realize actually that these are your strengths and sometimes you're even blindsided to your weaknesses. So it's good to have someone there, you know, a friend who can be honest with you and say, you're fantastic at this. Maybe this needs a bit more improvement and to kind of just be open to that because um, it's interesting. I, I, you know, reading up on this, uh, one of the tips that I read about personal branding is that you've got to be open to failure. Absolutely. Because you've got to try things. But this is what life is all about. I mean, if you never try new things, then you will do the same thing over and over again. And think about the first time that you were riding a bike or skiing or snowboarding or brushing your teeth or trying to eat anything with a spoon. Of course, you failed. But back then, you were very likely a child and you weren't socialized to an extent or you didn't you weren't so aware of what other people might think about you you were in your own happy little bubble so you fell down you stood up and you tried it again and you didn't care because your drive for for growth for for exploring the world your curiosity was abundant and i think the older we get the more afraid we are of failure because we are afraid of how other people might judge us because we get out of this happy, safe bubble and we get confronted to the world and then the way how the world might be portrayed might not be aligned with who we are and what we want. And oh, that's a whole side discussion. But I think it's all about keeping that curiosity alive and going back to being childlike and not judging ourselves when we make a mistake. Do it again and again and again and again until you succeed. I love that. And, and that's very much part of how we actually find our passion and purpose, which is all part of finding your personal brand coming up for next with Dr. Natalia. We're going to be talking about the benefits of having your own personal brand, your amazing personal brand, because you're going to be leading more, winning more and earning more. And we're going to talk about what makes an amazing personal brand. How do you start doing that? More to come next on Live Feeds on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Talking in depth about uh, personal branding with Dr. Natalia Behovsky. She is a personal branding strategist and uh, it's interesting. There are so many benefits to this. You've alluded to some of them uh, earlier, uh, Dr. Natalia, um, but it's it's all about three things. You lead more, you win more and you can earn more. Absolutely. I mean, I think it all depends on why. Why do you work on your personal brand? What is that ultimate target? And everybody will have a different target. But in the majority of cases, the people that I work with, they want three things. They want to make an impact. So they want to leave the planet one day better than it was without them. They want to make more money or they want to build a huge business that allows other people to be employed, to create workspaces. And they also want to become a more balanced, kinder human being. And then around us, there are so many opportunities. There are opportunities on collaborations. There are opportunities on advertising. There are opportunities on creating beautiful, creative things together. Videos, books, events, anything. It's really connected to why do you work on your personal brand? Do you want to earn more money? Do you want to make sure that until 2020 every child that lives in the uae 
is able to to express its thoughts and meditate and become a kinder human being, whatever it is. Everybody has different targets, ideas and values. But once you become clear on them, personal branding is the great is a great strategy because it starts with this this uh, self-inventory, as I mentioned, and then based on that, you create action steps, you get coaches, you get mentors, you get trainers in different areas of life to then reach your target. Mm. And and it's really important to to say that it's all about really great storytelling. Mm. If you don't know your own story, you can't tell it. And so this is, I guess, the cornerstone of the whole idea of branding. uh, because it's not about selling. It's about telling your story in a way that is going to connect with people. Like you said, it's about making an impact in one way or another. Whether you love to cook, whether you're a businessman, whether you know, you're know you a teacher, somebody, whatever it is, um, it's all about knowing how to tell your story. So where do you begin with that, being able to tell a story? I think it starts with understanding how you help people. Mm how long it will take and who these people are because you cannot be everybody's darling that's very important and that's one of the biggest mistakes isn't it that people make trying to be liked by everybody that that won't work because your brand has a target and as you said if you're a teacher for example for for students then your message might not be as relevant to people in their 80s, but that's okay. Or if you are a fashion blogger and you educate people on how to create their own, I don't know, organic vegan makeup, this might not be relevant to almost 50% of the people who live on this planet, a male audience, but again, that's okay. So understand what it is that you do, for whom you do that, and then introduce yourself. I think we we often overthink social media in the sense that we don't know what it is or it's complicated or we're afraid of it. For me, social media is your stage. You are the actress or the actor, you're also the director, and you use social media as a platform to then spread your message. So imagine you would be standing on this, um, you know, on the stage. And how would you start talking to somebody? How, how do you open your sentences? Or how, what's the first impression that you want to create? And storytelling is an art that anybody can learn. Mm-hmm. There is a formula, a few boxes that you need to tick off in order to tell your story in, in a fascinating and a captivating and an impactful way. So I would literally Google storytelling or get a coach who teaches you how to become a storyteller, share or connect all of the information, get all of the information out, write them down and then craft your story around it and then test it and share it with a few friends and see how they react to it. If you don't like it, again, change it. And your story will also change the more you grow because we are growing beings as well. And it's okay. Start with what you have. I know that there will be a gap in the sense that you will feel, oh, but it's only 80%. I don't feel it 100. Start, although you are not ready yet. Because when you want to make everything perfect, you're not going to start. So have the courage to start with what you have. And through that, you will already inspire people to do the same. Uh, That's so important. Uh, Somebody who is always talked about as probably the master of Uh, personal branding is Oprah Winfrey. Mm. Um, What makes her so great at personal branding? I think she 
deeply understood that it's all about putting people first. She is a source of abundance, positivity and giving. That's the first thing. Whenever you work on a personal brand, understand you need to put people first. It's not about you. Then she found her way of standing out. She is different. She is a little bit crazy in the most positive way. And you need to do that. Although some people do not like it, we are flooded with status updates and with information and with advertising. So you need to find a way how you can stand out of these gray masses, as I say it. So use color speak in a different way, move in a different way, be a little bit out there and you decide how crazy in quotation marks you want to be. But if you think about anybody, any actress, politician, any public figure, they somehow stand out and they definitely use their alter appearance as part of it. And then they mimics their gestures and the way how they tell stories. So that's important. And I think the third element in which opera also massively succeeds, which is important for every person brand as well, is that she gives people hope. She gives people hope for a better future, for a better tomorrow. And I think that this is absolutely crucial when you build a personal brand created around these three areas. And there is no way how you're going to fail. You will succeed. Wow, that's a, a great summation. You know, what's amazing about her is that she rejected the whole idea of being like everyone else. She was told that she wouldn't succeed in uh, her own talk show because she was black. She was a large woman, yeah. um, but, you know, she just obviously, as we know, history tells a completely different story. We're going to come back in just a moment, uh, talk a little bit more about uh, how you build your own personal brand, um, maybe even to rival that of Oprah. But we're going to be using an example of somebody that we know quite well as well. That's all coming up next on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Great discussion with uh, Dr. Natalia all about personal branding. Um, we were just talking about uh, Oprah, and you know, I, I was asking you the question. You, you said something that was interesting about her ability to interview. Um, she wasn't always the best interviewer, however. She has this thing where she can get anybody to open up to her and come to her and, you know, tell her their deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. So what is it about some someone like that that can, you know, in that way, influence people in such a way to gain their trust to such a level like that? I think she did an excellent job in telling her story and in helping I don't know how many millions of people. So people know her as a symbol of hope, of trust, of of abundance. And I think they they really connect with her. They they understand her and they feel safe when they talk about their biggest issue, a challenge or story or whatever with her. So I guess that this is definitely the first and most important aspect of this whole thing. But then on the other side, we also need to think from a perspective of PR, the views, the eyeballs that you're going to get when you are on opera. A lot of people say that once you're on opera, it's kind of like becoming a knight. You know, yes. <laughs> it's uh, when she approves you or when she spoke to you then other people 
will very likely do that as well. So who knows? Maybe you're going to sign a book deal with a great company or maybe somebody wants to interview you or maybe somebody wants to get you in as a speaker or as a coach or whatever. I think the amount of visibility opportunities that you get when speaking with such a powerful woman with such a huge social network is insane because the platform, the stage that she has created is one of the biggest on this planet. Mm. So again, coming back to business opportunities and opportunities in your life, you should definitely give it a try when she has already chosen you. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's no way you'd say no to Oprah. Uh, I would hope not anyway. Uh, but don't you think it's also how she opens herself up and she's very vulnerable. Yeah. She shows herself to people, you know, at her, she talks about her failures. She talks about, you know, her journey with weight loss. That was something that, you know, she got a lot of criticism for because she lost the weight, she put it back on, whatever it is. Mm. But she she talks very deeply about things that have affected her in her life, her childhood traumas, yeah. you know, she goes into a lot of detail to share her own personal um, moments of vulnerability. Yeah. And, and I think that's really important to get people to trust you as well. Absolutely. I think we, we only trust people when we have the feeling that we understand them, that when that we can relate to them because I think the the higher you get or the more successful you are the more people see you as a superhuman a superhero something godlike and I think especially when you are in a in a situation of power of it um, yeah of power or influence it is important that you stay human and that you connect from a human to human basis so Talk about your fears, talk about your insecurities, talk about your dark moments to give people hope. And it's always up to you how far you go. You don't need to go for a, I call it emotional striptease. But again, think about how your story could help another person who was in the same situation. Mm -hmm. Somebody who was broke, somebody who was physically abused, somebody who also struggled with, with weight loss, somebody who is a woman in a male-dominated industry. So by putting our pride aside and by again putting other people first and coming from a place of adding value, of serving, of helping, of being there, you will automatically turn into the source of greatness. Mm, that, that's a really big one, I think. Um, it's, you know, we are talking through uh, examples of great personal branding and somebody who we know here at Pulse95, uh, we're going to mention is Ahmed Abusaidi. That's somebody that you know very well as well, uh, Dr. Natalia, um, and that you mentioned to me as well. And I was like, yeah, you know, f for Ahmad, um, you know, talk to us about, first of all, why you think he's so great at doing that. I think for me, again, he is a source of positivity. You never hear him gossip or nag or complain. You always see him smile. He is an outstanding people connector. He is always thinking about how can I help you? With whom can I connect you? How can I make your day? He makes sure that whenever you had a conversation with him online or offline, he leaves you a better person than you were before that, mm -hmm. which goes back into serving and into putting other people first. And then he knows how to market himself. He has written a book. He writes his second book. 
he definitely worked a lot on himself in the sense that he turned into this vibrant, charismatic role model. And he shows people he leads the way by by leading himself first. And this is what it's all about. Mm, absolutely. Uh, big shout out to Omar, uh, who was at the Turin International Book Fair as well uh, on a panel there. Uh, so, yes, absolutely. When we talk about Omar, he's very much somebody who is just a ball of energy. Yeah. He's just... It's you cannot help but feel great in his presence, mm -hmm. you know, and I always say and people who listen to Pulse have heard me say it before. Everybody needs to meet Amor Busaidi. It's yep. just he's just one of those people. Really incredible. Um, but true. You mentioned writing a book um, and a lot of uh, people of influence have written books. Hmm. Is that a vital part of um, putting yourself out there as, you know, for your personal brand? I think when you work in an area where you want to build a brand around becoming a coach, a consultant, a keynote speaker, an expert in your field, I think writing a book is great because if you look at it from a perspective of, of content creation, a book is something that I think 99% of us would never throw away. A book is something is a part of you that ends up in your home, in your, I don't know, kitchen or living room or bedroom. So when people read it, they first of all understand you better, they will build a closer connection to you, but you will be in their home or in their private sphere. And just by looking at the book, they will be reminded of you and your thoughts. So you automatically can positively influence them. This is how I look at it. And it's also fascinating from a, from a, um, how do you call it, user generated content perspective, because people will then very likely take pictures of your book. And then when they post it and tag you, you can repost it, which then increases your credibility because then other people approve you. And I think that public relations is so much more powerful than personal branding, although it's part of it. You know, when you say, I'm the expert in so-and-so because I've studied it and I've done this and that and that and that, and you tick all of these boxes, people will be like, okay, okay, fine. But if you could interview six people who say, yes, you're great. Yes, I've learned from this person. I would do anything for her. I would so recommend her. People will definitely invest in you or do business with you because the approval of others is worth more. That is so interesting. So much to consider there. Uh, Got to get writing that book. Um, even if it's shelf help, you know, even if they don't end up reading the book, you're right. It's a, it's a big reminder that, you know, you have this book, you've written this book, you've taken the time um, and you're an expert in your chosen area. Coming up next, I want to talk to you, uh, Dr. Natalia, about the visuals the things that we don't say and do, why they're so important. Color is a really big one for you. Mm. We always see you wearing uh, the most colorful clothing, your glasses. You're known for this. Um, why is that so important? We're going to talk about that, plus how to re leverage social media, looking at the different platforms and what they can do for us when we look at personal branding. All of that and more is coming up. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Right, so let's get to color. This is really interesting because it's not just about what we say and what we do. We've talked extensively about all of that, but actually, 
how you look um, has a huge impact on how people perceive you, Dr. Natalia. And so you, you've got to kind of let us into your into your secrets. You are a very colorful person, but this is not just because you love color. It's very deliberate. Absolutely. I think what we need to be aware of is that every brand out there uses the power of color to influence us in a specific way. And every color has a specific symbol. And this symbol goes beyond nationality or culture. They mean the same. For example, red is a color that is somehow danger, but also love. And it's almost the same all around the world. And companies will use that to promote their services or to make us do certain things. And green, for example, is a color that is associated with nature and with heart. That's, for example, while the why the buttons on landing pages, whenever you want to buy something, they're green because we associate them with something positive. So when I read about that, I thought, well, that must be also true for human beings. And then when you think about it, the way how human beings are wired and the way how the societies function that we have created today is that, in my opinion, there is a huge tendency that we human beings are obsessed with things like beauty, symmetry, success and achievements. So some of that is, I think, socially conditioned and some of them is just wired into our DNA. I think that we are naturally attracted to beautiful things. Don't ask me why, but if you give somebody a bunch of flowers, everybody will like it, especially when that person focuses on these flowers. They're they're beautiful, they're colorful. It doesn't matter where it is on this planet, people will feel a connection to that. I cannot explain it, but this is the basic idea that I come from. And then when we also look at products that we buy, we do not buy them just like that. They have very sophisticated packaging. Apple, for example, absolutely nails it. The way the experience that you go through when you buy an iPhone is a journey of excitement. So everything that I just said must also be true for human beings. So I asked myself, what are the things that we can do in order to create a powerful first impression? So there are things that are very, very simple, but a lot of us don't reflect on them. So the first thing would be what about our smile? Is our smile beautiful and and happy and aligned with what we want to you know, show out there. If you're a person that unfortunately doesn't have a beautiful smile, invest in a dentist. I did that like because my teeth were they were all over the place. They weren't straight and they were very yellow. So I corrected that because I know that a smile is the first thing that people will see when when you interact with them and you have less than three seconds to create a positive first impression. So, that, so that's one thing. Then we there are also things like, for example, our hair color that symbolize certain things. We all know these jokes about blonde women. So if you have a blonde hair color, you know that some people will put you in a box. If you want to avoid that, then maybe change your hair color. Or if you are, for example, a very, a very, let's say, self-confident woman and you people perceive you as too much, then maybe having short hair might not be the best thing because that will again support you in that mission of or in that perception of being 
self-confident down or what I want. So maybe having long hair could create an impression where you're more balanced male and female. So these are all things that we can think about. But the biggest thing for me is color. Mm-hmm. And color in the sense that a lot of people that I work with, they are part of corporate life. And I always say that the corporate life is so gray and it's everyday boring and everything's the same. And being aware of the fact that color has a positive impact on us, why don't we start wearing colors to symbolize a certain message, but also to feel better? I think it's a problem that we work in offices which are very often gray and and dark, and then we uh, walk away, uh, run around every day in in colors that are black, gray, and white, and then we feel low. Mm. And we wonder why. Because everything around us is gray or black or white, which is not a color or which are not colors that energize us. So just by wearing colors, you will feel better and people will automatically look at you and engage with you because you're unusual, but because colors also vibrate energy. And this is something that we should make use of. I learned about that from a local lady here, Fatma Al-Shiravi. She is a color psychologist. And I think it's insane how little we know about the power of colors and vibration and how it can influence us on our own energy level and what kind of positive impact it can make on other people. Blue. Why do you wear, well, they're not quite blue, they're turquoise uh, yeah. glasses. Why do you wear turquoise? Turquoise is a color that stands for self-expression and for expressing your voice. And for me, that's exactly what I do. This is what my brand stands for. It's also associated with clear blue water with the ocean, which stands for freedom and expression. And another part of my brand is a dark blue. And dark blue is a color of trust. And some people also believe that it is a color of ultimate wisdom and self-awareness. So these are the colors that I use that help me sharing my message. Amazing. So let's move on to social media. Social media is a huge part of uh, the building a brand. So let's talk about kind of how to leverage the different kind of platforms because uh, different platforms kind of suit different types of people. You yourself are a self uh, titled uh, LinkedIn unicorn. Um, so th- tell us about why you focus there and what each platform can bring to one's personal brand. I think it's important that we understand where our end user or consumer or our audience spends time on. I see a lot of people being everywhere on social media and spreading themselves thin. And I think that is a a horrible idea, especially when you do not have a whole social media marketing team behind you or assistants or freelancers. So go back to the question, who am I? What kind of people am I helping? Uh, How does my typical client or the person that I want to work with, the person that I want to help looks like. And then based on that, you will know what kind of platform to use. So if you want to target people who are a little bit younger and who like visuals and are all into lifestyle, go to Instagram. If you are looking for business professionals, people who want to do business, people who want to work on their personal brand, people from all around the world, you go to LinkedIn. Facebook apparently turns more and more into a baby boomer platform. So if you want to engage with people from all around the world who are maybe in their 50s, then Facebook would be the right platform. So first of all, decide on which platform you want to spend your time and energy on which then depends on your ideal consumer 
target audience, however. And then, you know, go out there, create outstanding content, connect with people, share your story, spread your message and take it from there. Amazing. Last words, uh, Dr. Natalia, as we end the show, uh, as a word of advice for people, you know, about finding a fantastic personal brand that is going to stand out. Start with yourself. Start with understanding yourself and be patient because that is a journey. It will not happen tomorrow, but it is absolutely essential as we talked about in the beginning. So starting from today, ask yourself, what am I good at? How do I want to make an impact? And what do I want to be known for? You know, when I die one day, how will I have positively implemented or how would I positively have made a difference to this planet? I love it. So much great advice in this particular episode with you, Dr. Natalia. It is going to be podcast. Don't forget, to, you can find it. Uh, we are all over the place now. Uh, SoundCloud, we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify and Rami, we're everywhere. Look for Life Beats and uh, you can get the podcast. It's definitely one that people need to listen back to over and over again. Thank you so much. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.